Hey there, everyone. Welcome to Lesson 51. Now, before we begin 51, this is the beginning of a review period. These first 50 lessons have been undoing lessons, and they've seemed weird and insane and unbelievable and all kinds of things. But what this is like, if you can imagine that for all of your life, unknowingly, you have been gripping with a tight fist a cactus, and all those little spines and thorns in the cactus have just been digging into your fingers. And so this is the process of gradually prying loose your fingers. Is it messy? Is it painful in the beginning? Yes. But heretofore, when you have felt frightened or upset, you've tightened your grip on the cactus rather than allowing it to be loosened. I don't know why that came to me this morning, but it did. It's pretty graphic, and it also is accurate so far as the pain we cause ourselves by insisting on hanging on to a worldview that is so hurtful to us. So the instructions for these next lessons, there are 10 of them, and five of the original lessons will be covered in each one. It says just start the day reading all of them, reading all of the commentary, and of course in the day the same way, and at least two minutes to each practice period. Again, not asking a lot, but just think about these ideas as much as you can throughout the day. And you don't have to cover these ideas literally or thoroughly. Just try to get the central point. So do this now in the beginning, quietly, with your eyes closed, when you're in a reasonably uh, serene situation. And it says, because we're beginners, this learning to focus on these lessons quietly in the beginning is a good idea just to get your sea legs under you, so to speak. But the entire point is to bring these lessons into situations that are not peaceful, where there is distress, where there is turmoil. Because your job, so to speak, is to bring this peace of mind that you're cultivating with you. And you can't do that by avoiding distressing situations. You walk right into them with your peace. And of course, the point of this is to help us realize we bring our peace with us everywhere if we're willing to allow it to be primary in our lives. And then it starts to make these really big cosmic statements. Of course, your peace goes with you wherever you are and because you are infinite, that life presence of you doesn't have any edges or boundaries. So if you bring your peace with you wherever you go, and wherever you go is everywhere, peace is available everywhere. If we will let that be foremost in our minds. It reminds us that the commentary is not the same as the beginning. Remember, in the beginning, we were so clueless. We were clueless that we were clueless. So this has a little more juice added to it. It's like a little 
undoing of our stubbornness and our blindness and our insanity. I know those are strong words, but they're also true. So now we're ready for a little more. Specifically, don't go back to the original form. There's a purpose for the form that's being presented today. And the idea, of course, is to begin to see the relationship between all of the ideas, not just all of the ideas of the first 50, but all of the ideas of the entire course. So here we go with the specifics of Lesson 51. I'm going to read the first five lesson titles themselves almost as if they were one long sentence. It says, nothing I see means anything. I've given what I see all the meaning it has for me. You see, it doesn't inherently mean anything, so I have given my meaning to it. And because this is really nothing and it's based on all my fear and insanity, I can't possibly understand anything. Insanity, by definition, is not understandable. And then it says, these thoughts do not mean anything. Because remember, the thoughts and the form of things that are their equivalent are exactly the same. They are all meaningless. And then, of course, one of my all-time favorites, I am never upset for the reason I think. So to continue on, it now emphasizes that the reason nothing means anything that you see is because it's just not there. There are illusions that we've made up because all of these thoughts that I'm thinking are just insane thoughts. They're not loving thoughts. And so they have created their own equivalent insanity. And then it says, what I see now is taking the place of vision. Vision is the ability to still be in the world of time and space, but see with light and love, which completely transforms what we see. So I can either have vision or I can have nothingness and insanity. Then it goes on to say, I've judged everything I see. In fact, Everything I see is just my judgment on everything. Well, that can't possibly be reality I'm looking at if all I'm looking at is my great big pile of judgments. And these judgments have hurt me greatly. These judgments have caused my fingers to clutch that hurtful cactus with all those spines ever so tightly. So then it says... The reason, of course, why nothing means anything and I can't understand anything is that these are all my own errors, all the things I believe about myself that aren't true, all my conditioning, all my programming, everything based on fear, which is lack of love, which is entirely without reason and therefore obviously cannot possibly be understood. But it keeps telling us, you can exchange this. You can exchange this. No damage has been done. It's just that you put a veil across your awareness of exquisite, beautiful, light, love, happiness, and everything else. Remember, it has not gone away. We have just made it temporarily. That means having to do with time, temporarily unavailable to us. And then, of course, it says, these thoughts do not mean anything because I'm trying to think without love. 
when you try to think without love, you've just got your ego as what's left. Now, remember what your ego is, is just a big bundle of thoughts and beliefs and conditioning and programming and then all the defenses we construct against the pain that that causes. So that has nothing to do with, as it says, real thoughts. And it puts that in capital letters because real thoughts are always going to be loving thoughts. So there you go. You can either have fearful thoughts and the world of time and space that is the equivalent of those thoughts, and they are acting like a big wall in my awareness so that I cannot see what I am, what everyone else is, where I am, the truth about myself, and naturally, this is going to make me upset because I'm constantly trying to justify my thoughts. In a sense, I'm trying to make them real. I'm trying to make them true, and I have got to make an enemy of absolutely everything in order to do this. And it ends up by saying, you don't have any idea how much we've misused everything by assigning my ego-driven roles to it. And then it says, I have done this to defend a thought system that is just doing nothing but hurting me. But I now see that it makes no sense to hang on to a belief system that is guaranteed to hurt me. And then it finally says at the very end, I'm willing to let this go. So I hope you realize, you know, even though that willingness is small in the beginning, if you can begin to see some hopefulness, there are options to the way we're living our lives right now, and I want a better option. I hope you think about that throughout your day. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.